It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Lady Boy Gigi, and you are listening to Adult Bedtime Stories. I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. And tonight's episode is on my Valentine project. And to access it, you want to go to tinyurl.com forward slash Valentine project, all one word with a capital V and a capital P. And I've been working on this project for quite a while. And putting it together, it's going to be a free webinar. And we've got it up on my website at ravenslayerleather.com. And for our episode tonight, I just kind of wanted to go over what we're doing here. Basically, we're putting together kind of a preparation for Valentine's Day training and learning how to raise your sex energy and to get in touch with your body and learn more about how to really express sex and love at a deeper level. So tonight, we're going to kind of cover the steps. And the way this is going to work, on February 1st, we release the first webinar. And it's going to be on guided erotic meditations to start raising that sexual energy. I'm going to take you on an inward journey 
to the imagination and help you bring up a very special guided erotic meditation. During that week, you'll have time to practice, and there are some downloads that you can get free of charge. I have the guided erotic meditation recorded so you can download it and listen to it and practice it each day. Then the second part will be released, the second webinar will be released on February 6th. And it's going to be on raising sexual energy. Different methods to try out to get those oh good feelings going and get you ready for Valentine's Day. And then we'll have a few days where you can practice the action steps. And then we'll have on... February 12th, the last episode of the webinar, which is erotic affirmations. And those you can do in the morning or night, but it's a way to transform your life through reprogramming your own mind talk into a more positive. With mind talk, often it comes from our childhood and it's from all the sex-negative culture and from authority figures and they give us all kind of negative messages. And then we, without realizing it, become hard and harsh on ourselves. Well, with erotic affirmations, you can turn that around. And the interesting thing about self-talk or mind-talk is that it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy over time. And I know Paul's gone through a lot of this training with me, and I wanted to turn the mic over to him for a few minutes. We've been having some technical difficulties lately, (laughs) so we're on one mic tonight. (laughs) We're getting it worked out so that we can get the shows out in a more timely manner and get things working again. But for now, we're sharing one mic, so it's going to be a little more abrupt. (laughs) But here's Paul. Hey, guys. So throughout my training with Gigi, I've been practicing a lot of these steps, and it's made a huge difference in my life. I've gone through the some of the erotic meditations that Gigi has put out in the past, and They've been really good for helping me to open up new levels in myself and discover new things and really get in tuned into my sexual self, my sexual being. And then with the raising erotic energy every day, that's something I I practice every single day. And there's a lot of different ways to go about it. I'm sure that all of them will be covered in the webinar. But it's incredible how big of a difference it can make to raise your sexual energy every day. It gives me more focus. It allows me to be more mindful of myself and my surroundings and my internal tapestry of emotions and things like that. And then the last webinar, the daily erotic affirmations, is very, very helpful for changing what you are manifesting for yourself and what you believe about yourself. It's extremely powerful, and it has made leaps and bounds of changes in my life. And one of the things I did with the morning or the sexual affirmations is that I wrote a kind of standard set to bring about a more sex-positive attitude about life, which you can use while you're kind of identifying your negative mind talk and 
doing the first action step in that webinar. And basically, while you're identifying your negative mind talk and rewriting the scripts for yourself, you can use the generic, and I hate to use the word generic, I put a lot of thought and, and a lot of positive statements into the affirmations that I include with the webinar. And those I have taped also so that you can listen to them each morning. You can download them on your phone or on your computer and use them when you raise that erotic energy and kind of open up to being more receptive and listen in that state of mind and they'll have really great impact in your life. I know that this has been a long journey putting all these webinars together, but they're packed with a lot of information and some action steps to complete because if you don't put this into practice, it won't do a whole lot of good for you. But if you put it into a daily practice, and we're not talking hours and hours, we're talking 15, 30 minutes a day, maybe doing the action steps. And at first, it's going to be a little bit more time because you're going to have to do some, keep a journal and work on some information about yourself, but it really pays off. And I know I have Paul keep a journal on a regular basis. And I know just the journaling has helped him a lot. And I keep a journal. I'm not as good as I used to be, but I kept a journal for many, many years on a daily basis. And it really kind of helped me see my progress over time. And it also helped me clarify things by putting it in writing. And so we've got action steps and to complete for each one of the webinars to put into practice living a sex-positive lifestyle because it really is a living force that we're talking about. It's putting into practice and making it a daily part of your life to raise this energy and work with the energy and as you do, you'll get to know your body better. You'll get out of your head a little bit more in the here and now and feeling yourself. And I'd kind of like to ask Paul, what are some of the benefits you've gotten out of this? So I think that some of the main benefits that I've gotten out of the things that we're talking about right now are I've gotten a lot more confident in myself I have a clearer vision of where I want to go in the future and what I want my life to look like. And I've developed skills and tools to be able to do that better. I have really made friends with myself in a way that I hadn't in a very long time before I started going through these processes with you. It's been absolutely incredible in my life. And I've also become a much better lover over time. My boyfriend can attest to that fact. <laughs> and not to mention you, you can also attest to that fact. And the nice thing about this kind of work is it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like this arduous thing that you're not looking forward to. Every day that you get to the part of your day where you do your erotic meditation or you are listening to the erotic, uh, the, the guided erotic meditation, you'll find that you'll be really excited to, to do it. So that's nice because a lot of self-improvement stuff it is a lot harder than this tends to be. So that's pleasant. And one thing I find that's really amazing is that when I do my, I do mine as morning affirmations. Right, I, I get up, I go to the bathroom, I 
brush my teeth, then I go right back to bed and start stroking my body and raising that sexual energy and pleasuring myself. And it's such a great way to start or end a day. I know Paul likes to do his at night because it helps him sleep better. So whatever your preference, both ways work. But the thing that I've discovered is that as I raise that pleasure, it makes me feel happier, more balanced in life. I think with our Puritan work ethic, we think, oh, if you just pleasure yourself, you're not being productive. You're not working hard. You're not accomplishing anything. And actually, that's kind of a myth. I think a big part of the problems we see with a rise of depressions and a rise of bad moods and just this kind of empty feeling in life of the drudgery and day-to-day routines, it kind of, I know in my life, it kind of weighed me down a lot. And when I started this practice, it's like all of a sudden my whole world transformed. And I think part of the reason is because when we take the time to pleasure ourselves, and even if it's only for 15 minutes, it releases all these good chemicals in our bodies that helps elevate our mood and keep us more balanced. When we're always under stress, those are the bad chemicals and they pull us down. And so I think one of the real benefits right off the bat is that you're going to have an elevated mood throughout the day. It's not to say that you don't have some down times and up times, but life sparkles more since I've done this and started doing it and did it. You know, I started and really took to it, and I look forward to this time I have with myself. And it's not to reach an orgasm, it's quite the opposite. You you can if you want to once in a while, but the real trick is to raise that energy up close to an orgasm and then use the breath work to circulate it throughout your body. And so we'll have some worksheets and guides on, well, I call them the transcript of the show, but it kind of goes into the details of how to raise that energy and circulate it through your body. And I think that's really key to helping with elevating one's mood and combating depression and feeling down in the dumps. Since I started doing this, I used to kind of have days where I thought, oh, I just got up in the wrong side of the bed and everything's going wrong today. And I haven't really had one of those days since I started this practice. And that was years and years ago. (laughs) But I want to turn the mic over to Paul and see what his thoughts are on all this. Well, Gigi, as you know, I tend to be a little more prone to depression than you are. Uh, I'm uh, clinically depressed. But one of the things I love about this practice is even on my bad days, even when I'm not feeling well, I am able to identify that I'm not feeling well pretty much right away. And I have a much clearer vision of why I might not be feeling well. And it really helps to put things into perspective. And one of the things you were talking about earlier with the daily affirmations is that you kind of wrote out some boilerplate standard daily affirmations. And I started off with a lot of the similar affirmations that you had kind of suggested and written up for me. But as time has gone by, I've written different affirmations that are more tailored towards where I am in my journey and what some of my problem areas are. 
And by focusing on changing my mind talk and changing the way I view those things, I have been able to really make huge strides in my life. And I am much happier with the person I am since starting all of this. So it's it's very useful, a very useful practice for pretty much everybody. And by all means, I want you to develop your own. But as you're starting, it's good to have kind of a boilerplate to work off of. It kind of gives you a routine to kind of get, or not really routine, but a, a blueprint to work off of. And I know when I first started my affirmations, I started with a blueprint. And it helped me kind of develop my own. It really kind of clarified in my mind once I identified my negative mind talk and transformed it, questioned it, and looked at what's going on here. And so by using the kind of boiler point, as Paul put it, affirmations, it really does act as a guide in developing your own. And I definitely want you to develop your own because that's where the real impact comes in. The ones I created are very helpful, but where the real transformations come from is by developing your own. Any thoughts? Yeah, so one of the things that I found when I was creating some of my own affirmations to do is that starting out with some of your recommendations and going from there, it gave me kind of a framework to build a lot of things from. And I found that it was very useful when I had this framework to just occasionally add a new affirmation here or there, one that I particularly knew that I wanted to work on. And that gave me the ability to kind of work at a few of my core issues while still having other things to focus on without having to feel like I needed to fix everything all at once. And as some of the bigger issues started to kind of get resolved through my affirmations, I was able to identify different things, new things that I felt that I needed work on that I wasn't able to see until I had started chipping away at some of the, the bigger issues that were holding me back. And one of the things that is nice about doing this as a regular part of my every day practice is that it's an ongoing process and I'm able to add to it little bit by little bit and I used to have a big problem with getting so focused on reaching goals and and doing things for self-betterment and I would get really excited and fired up, but then I would work too hard and I'd overwork myself and I'd get burned out and then I'd completely stop. And with this, since it's such a pleasant experience, I don't have the desire to stop. And it's also self-paced so I can do little bit by little bit and then continue to do that for, at this point, I've been doing this process for two years now, and I continue to improve in incremental ways. But then when I look over the past two years of all of the growth that I've had and all of the change that has happened, it's been really, really wonderful. And I hadn't ever experienced that before because I'd burn out in, you know, two or three weeks in the past. 
And I'm glad you mentioned the burnout prevention because we can burn out so easily when we don't have that experience of pleasure and being able to be good to ourselves. And I I look at this as a way to really love Gigi and really be a friend with myself. And I had a friend once, long, long ago, that he kind of noticed I had pretty negative mind talk. And he one day said, he said, if a friend were to treat you the way you treat yourself, would you stick around with that friend very long? And it got me to thinking, you know, I am awfully hard on myself. And I think a lot of us in our culture are. We're living in a sex-negative, Puritan-based culture. We often are very hard and vicious on ourselves. And we expect way too much of ourselves. And we don't ease up. We, we're under this tension and I felt like a wound up spring all the time (laughs) just way too tight and by putting this into practice on a daily basis it unwound the spring it loosened things up and and I got into the flow of life the flow of the universe and it helped me connect and become one with all it's just incredible how transformative this practice can be in your life. I know that I've been practicing this for, oh goodness, over 25 years now. (laughs) I started it when I became a sacred harlot, and it's just changed my life in so many ways. And at the beginning, because I went from such a contrast from feeling really down and low and unworthy to shooting over the moon almost within a few weeks, and my self-esteem went up, I felt a love for myself that I'd never felt before. And I think it was partly because I had so many negative messages from all the authority figures, being dyslexic and ADHD. I could never do anything right in anybody's mind. I had poor eye-hand coordination. I was kind of the fumbling idiot. (laughs) But I also learned that I have gifts that are a little harder to see. And it's through the daily affirmations that those gifts started coming to the surface. And I started excelling in certain areas. And it was just a major transformation. I think that we're getting close to our station break. I want to take a few moments and remind you to You can either access and sign up for the webinar at our website, ravenslayerleather.com. On the homepage, I've got a sign-up button that you click and takes you to the same page as the tinyurl.com forward slash valentine project takes you. And basically, you just sign up, and it will send you emails telling you when the wet, reminding you when the webinar starts. And then each one will send you reminders a day before, an hour before, and fifteen minutes before. So that in the way it works, I'm having to work with someone else's system. So once we start them at midnight around midnight, they'll continually rotate every 15 minutes. So you can do it. You don't have to do it when it exactly starts. You can do it the next morning or wherever part of the world you're in. Do it whatever time frame is good for you. They will be up for till the next one 
is ready to be released. We'll have the first one going till the 5th, and then on the 6th, the next one will come up till the 12th, and then on the 12th, the last one will end on after Valentine's Day. <laughs> and as I mentioned, our web website, ravenslayerleather.com, it's all one word, we do have training films for sale. We've got our Patreon page. And we've got a lot of information on our website about living a sex-positive lifestyle. Anything you want to add to our station break? I think you about covered most of what we have available on our site. But I, I would suggest people check out what we have there. There's a whole lot of different ways that you can support what we're doing here at Adult Bedtime Stories and make it possible for us to continue bringing you quality sexual education, the sex education you should have gotten in high school but never had the opportunity to. Uh, so thank you for, for checking it out. So, back to our topic tonight. We're discussing the Valentine's Day Project. It's, or Valentine Project, as I called it. And basically, I've designed this from my life and how the steps I took. And it's a, the first part of the program. It's the first steps. And it's an amazing journey. It will take you to new places and help you become more mindful and more aware of the present. I know in our daily lives, we constantly have goals and ambitions. And, and it's not that those have to go out the window, but we're not stuck in overdrive, so to speak. I still have my goals and my visions, but I'm not constantly stuck in that mode. Oftentimes, I'll just be here in the present, aware of what's going on now. And I feel very happy because while I'm after my goals, I've learned to really enjoy the process of life. I don't have to have that goal met immediately or feel anxious because I haven't met it yet. I know I'm on my way because I've set my daily routines and I've set my goals for short-term goals, my long-term goals, and I take steps each day towards them, but I'm living more in the present with them. I know that I'm working towards something, but at the same time, really enjoying the process of getting there, enjoying the journey. And I think that's one of the things that learning this way of life has really transformed me. It used to be that I'd be all worried and concerned, and if things didn't go right, it was like, Oh, the world's falling down. It's falling apart around me. And and this gave me this kind of levelness, this balance of, oh, it doesn't have to be immediate. I know I'm taking the right steps towards it. And there, sure, there's setbacks here and there. Uh, we just had technical difficulties. <laughs> but I don't fret over them anymore. We just roll with the punches. And I think that's one of the things that has helped me so much with this practice and discipline is that I don't get all concerned. I don't worry about stuff as much as I used to. It's like I just kind of go, okay, well, let's see, what can I do right now? I take a few steps, action steps, and then I let it go. And I say, turn around and I look at, well, even though you've had a little setback, what do you have to be grateful for? And gratitude is such an amazing thing. 
I mean, once I kind of stop for a minute and think, okay, it's not all that bad. And let's look at what's going on that's really going right right now. Too often I used to get stuck in this tunnel vision of just seeing the problems. And I think that's one of the things that the affirmations helped me with was it got me out of that mode where I could see that, oh, yeah, I've got a lot to be grateful for. I've got good friends. I've got lovers. I've got my studies. I'm making progress. Um, and this isn't just in my current training. I'm always learning new things. And it's something that I love being a curious person. And I think that's part of what ignited that passion in me. Because doing affirmations really will ignite passion in other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. Looks like you have something to say. So for me, I know that one of the big things I got from doing daily affirmations is I used to have a very big problem when something unexpected would come up and kind of throw a monkey wrench in what I was trying to do or an unexpected task when I was already busy or something like that. And through one of my daily affirmations was that I don't get caught off of guard by things coming up and that I know that I can handle them when they do happen. And after starting that affirmation, I started when something like that would come up, I would start to feel the frustration come up and that overwhelming feeling that used to just paralyze me with fear. But as I felt it come up, I'd be like, this isn't my truth. This isn't how I actually feel. What can I do right now? And that little simple thing of asking myself, what can I do? What is the first step that I need to, to take that is possible for me to take? Okay, okay, I'll do that first step. And then I do that. And as I'm doing what I can, that first step, I'm thinking of what the next step after that one is. And as I continue to do this, I realized that these things that would come up that caught me off guard, that used to make me feel paralyzed in myself, they were easier problems to solve than I thought they were. And that by just whittling away at them one step at a time and always just focusing on the step step in front of me and not the whole thing as this big behemoth of a thing that seemed so undoable, I would get done with the thing much faster than I thought that I was going to be able to. So when something would come up and I'd be like, oh, this screws up the next whole week and I've got to completely rework my week and all of that, I'd work for like six hours and realize I was done with the whole thing and that it wasn't an issue anymore. And that has been so powerful in my life. It's made me feel more productive. It's made me feel more capable because after I overcame a lot of those things, I felt proud of the fact that I was overcoming them. And my concept of what I was capable of completely changed. And so instead of having these things come up and me telling myself I can't do this, I was able to go, I've done bigger things than this in the past, and it was okay. I've got this. I can handle this. So that's been really good. I think you're touching on something that I had troubles with for a long time early in my life, and it's the big W word, 
worry. And I'd like to say a few things about worry. Worry is one of the most non-productive, energy-burning things we can get involved with. And think about it. When you're worried about something, it replays in your head like a tape recording over and over and over ad infinitum. It gnaws at you, and it produces nothing. Or actually, it produces just a teardown of your psyche and your abilities. And it was partly through this practice that I learned that, oh, I don't have to worry. There's a better way. I can pleasure myself and get into a more balanced state of being and really experience life at a fuller level and really focus on the things I can do, the actions I can take now, and then let it go and know that, hey, I did what I could do. And I'll do what I can do in the days to come, but I've done what I can do today. And then I can let it go. And there's something I learned long ago, and that was do the thing you hate the most first. Get it out of the way. That's one great way to get rid of worries. If you keep procrastinating that job or that task that's really gnawing at you, it's going to keep gnawing until you get it out of the way. So why not get it out of the way first, and then you can enjoy the rest of the day. It's an amazing, interesting kind of way of hacking your own life and saying, okay, I'm getting out of this worry mode. I'm going to not carry these burdens. I'm going to get the things done that I need to right off the bat, and then I can get into the things I really enjoy without the burden of that undone task hanging on my shoulders. Any thoughts on worries and has worry changed in your life since you practice this? It definitely has. Um, I used to be a big worrier. I, I would worry about things that I had done in the past. I would worry about imagine things that I had never even done, but I was worried that I might do someday. Or I would worry about what someone thought about something I said a year ago. I used to worry about a lot of things. And part of the process of going through and figuring out, okay, what can I do about this right now? is sometimes the answer is, there's nothing I can do about this. And then making my peace with that and being like, okay, maybe I can change the way I approach things in the future. But if there's nothing that I can do to make a current situation or a past situation better, my beating myself up about it, my hitting my head against a brick wall isn't going to do anything to change it and in fact will only make matters worse. So that was a very freeing thing for me to realize and understand. And I think that part of raising sexual energy every day and having that flood of good and happy chemicals it also helps with those kinds of existential worries that you can't really do anything about and fix. One of the things I noticed in my life after I started this practice was that I used to worry about what my lovers thought. Am I good enough for them? Am I pleasing them? Am I? Are they upset with me? Are they going to stay with me, and all that stuff used to be a squirrel cage in my brain. And 
once I started kind of balancing out the, and I think worry is in part brought on with some of the chemicals in our body. When we get rid of some of the stress and get rid of some of the fight or flight mode, we kind of get into this more balanced way of looking at life. Yeah, I can see some of the bad in life still to this day. The things that come up that are not so great. But I don't worry about them. I just say, okay, I'll do what I need to do with it and then let it go. And then I do my pleasurable things and I do the things in life that make me happy and feel joy and passion and desire and feel good in my body. And I think that's one of the things in our goal-oriented, success-driven society that we live in. It pushes us to constantly trying to make the mark, be good enough. And one of the things I realized through this process, I'm already good enough. I take care of what I need to take care of. And then I experience joy and get involved in the things that I love doing. I mean, I love the sex, but I also love doing sculpting and writing and teaching and many different things that I love to do in my day-to-day life. The other thing I'd like to say about worry, and I touched on it, is that often we look at our partners and we're concerned and worried, are we going to make it through? Are we going to have enough resources? And it's kind of a partnership worry. I know that there's times when we barely made ends meet. (laughs) And by doing this process, a lot of that worry went away, and we had more energy to tackle life, so to speak. We had more energy and better feelings about life. So this process works, if you work it, but it takes doing the action steps. Any thought? I think one of the the big things about being worried about performance particularly is when you worry about your performance, it makes your performance suffer in sex. I remember one of the big lessons I had to learn through my training with you was you taught me all of these different techniques and methods of pleasure, but paradoxically, I had to not focus on them. I had to forget about them pretty much as soon as you taught me to, because when I would get so in my head that I was trying to go through the motions and figure out how to recreate that feeling, the magic was lost. But when you learn these things and then don't think about them, you will instinctively do them as you're pleasing another person. One of the big things that you taught me is not to be goal-focused, not to be focused on the goal of bringing your partner to orgasm, but focused on y'all's mutual pleasure. There's no finish line. There's no pot at the end of the rainbow. It's a steady process that is ever building. And I think that that's the correct approach to take when it comes to sex. In fact, the pot of gold is in the process. And I've talked about this before on this show. It's like an orgasm lasts a few moments, but the journey to orgasm can last hours and brings amazing pleasures. I think one of the problems I used to have was I was too much in my head when I was doing sex and not enough in my body. I was overthinking it. 
And oftentimes we just have to kind of surrender to our bodies and turn our brains off for a little while and really focus in on the pleasures we're giving and receiving. I know for me, when I'm pleasuring another, I'm also receiving pleasure through my fingertips or through my tongue when I'm licking and sucking on them. I feel the pleasure of giving pleasure as much as I feel the pleasure of receiving it. And it's a process. It's getting out of the head, getting out of the performance anxiety, and getting into just bringing each other to a heightened state of ecstasy through our bodies, not through our brains, not by thinking about it. Yeah, it's good to learn the techniques and learn how to pleasure each other, but then let the flow occur. And it's it's almost seems like a paradox because I did train you in some techniques on purpose <laughs> to get your mind off of performance in the way that you were accustomed to performing. And by teaching some new performance skills, it kind of got you out of the performance mode. It's paradoxical how that works. <laughs> and I know that for me, when I pleasure another person, I've been doing temple and working with a lot of people, and I've had lots of lovers. And, and when I get into this mode of getting into the flow and really focusing on the body and the pleasures we're sharing together, it's so very different than how I used to have sex, where I was thinking, am I doing it right, or I hope they're enjoying it. Also, communication helped. I learned to communicate better with my partners. And it wasn't so much, I'm going to give you a good orgasm tonight. No, I don't own your orgasm. That's that's within you. I can give you the pleasures, but you're the one that has to bring on your own orgasm. <laughs> and I'm responsible for my orgasms. And I do love orgasm, yet I don't focus on it as the end goal. When it happens, it's amazing. But the journey towards it is equally, if not more, amazing. So anyway, any thoughts? So I think that one of the the things that was very important for me to learn about sex is, as I've mentioned several times on this show, I used to, before I started training under you, I used to have a big problem with premature ejaculation. And that made me always apprehensive about focusing on my own pleasure because I was afraid it was going to put me over the edge and I was going to have an orgasm um, before I wanted to. And so I got accustomed to only focusing on my partner's pleasure. And... It was really interesting that when I stopped doing that, when I started focusing on my pleasure while having sex, I gained a better mastery over it. I could feel the white-hot energy and, and power of everything. I also learned how to spread that energy out throughout my body and not keep it all in my penis. I learned of the different erogenous zones in my body and different kinds of touch that I liked. And I gained a much more control over my orgasm. And by focusing on my own pleasure, I found that I was able to give better pleasure to my partner because first of all your sexual partners if they're worth being your sexual partners should care about your pleasure 
And if they can tell that you're having a good time, that's going to turn them on more. It's going to open them up to even greater pleasures. And you can kind of play off of each other in that way. And I think that that was a very big lesson for me. Ah, uh-huh. yes. Tonight's been a good show. <laughs> and we are coming close to the top of the hour. I wanted to kind of check in with you. Is there anything that really stood out for you from either the guided erotic meditation or the raising sexual energy or the morning affirmations or even all three. <laughs> uh, what what would be the big takeaway from each? So the guided meditations are a great way to kind of get yourself started down this path. It makes it a lot better that it's guided because then you can just kind of follow along and not really feel put on the spot to have to do the initial steps yourself and kind of puts you in the right mindset and headspace to be able to do the kind of work that we do. And then I've touched on a lot with the morning affirmations, but I just like to reiterate that it's very life-changing. It can completely change your life and through listening to your mind talk, your self-talk, and identifying the problem areas that you have in your self-talk, you get to kind of build the life that you want to build by actively fighting against that. Now, the thing I haven't touched on as much that I would like to to kind of leave you with is the raising sexual energy and raising sexual energy every day. By doing this and by doing this actively, you can discover what different sensations feel like on different parts of your body and realize because especially for men in our culture or people who have penises so much of our sexual energy just gets trapped right there at the genital level and people tend to not bring it into the rest of their body but by taking time to explore your body every day and you can use your hands, you can do different sensations, doing PC muscle exercises every day and just focusing on your sexual body, you unlock so much more than you even knew was possible. It's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that you touched on a couple of important points. One is it, it is so good to get out of the headspace and into the body when having sex. It's such an amazing thing because our whole body is a sex organ in a way. Every part of our skin has nerve endings, some areas more than others, and we're all wired a little differently. And so it takes time to explore and learn how our own body works. I think the other thing I'd like to mention is that oftentimes we do get stuck just in the feelings in our genitals when we have sex. And by opening the door and circulating that energy, it gets us more in tune with the sexual energy and the sexual journey to ecstasy. It helps us open up and really work with the sex energy. And when you start learning how to 
let it flow through your chakras. It's, it is more than just a physical act. It becomes an energy act. And sex is a form of energy that flows through us and can take us to such amazing places. It's a spiritual thing to me. And I mean spirit in a non-religious way. It's awakening the energy being within us. We are physical forms, but we're also energy beings. And I think that's what I love about sex, is that sex is a form of energy that feeds our energy being within the body. And it can become so powerful when we ignite it, when we let it flow throughout us. And for a lot of guys that have never experienced a full-body orgasm, and women too, but women tend to be able to experience it easier than a lot of guys because of the way we're culturized, I think. But once you experience a full-body orgasm, it is amazing. <laughs> I think there is so much to be gained from this practice. So do consider putting these action steps into your daily practice and see where it can take you. I mean, it's amazing how it can transform your life. Any other thoughts before we call it a night? So one of the things I love that has kind of tied all of my training together and especially the, the things that you're going to be discussing in this webinar series is that it is all something that you can do inside yourself, by yourself. I mean, it it's helpful to have a guide. I certainly have benefited from your guidance, but a lot of these things, you don't hold my hand for them. You just kind of gave me the tools and the ideas, and they are things that, if God forbid, when you pass away, I will still be able to practice these things. I will still be able to do them. You've given me the power to take my own life into my own hands, and it's incredibly powerful, and I would call it magic, and I I think that it's amazing. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And these tools you're talking about, I have incorporated them into the webinar, or some of them. There's many others, and I'll have other training programs that bring more and more of this pathway and this self-discovery. It's an amazing process. And on that note, <laughs> have those amazing nocturnal emissions. Enjoy your body. It's a gift of the universe. Our bodies were designed for sex. We're wired for sex. We're wired for pleasure. And it's our choice if we want to partake or not. And unfortunately, with social conditioning, we're kind of pushed away from it. We get into these daily lives, and sex too often gets put on the back burner. By bringing it back into your life each day, it can open up such a wondrous... I mean, it makes me think of Alice in Wonderland... I've gone down the rabbit hole now. <laughs> no going back. <laughs> it is just such an amazing adventure. <laughs> Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture 
are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world.